Yo, what's going on everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Cypher Podcast. My name is Mikey Ribes and this is episode 7. I got a quick update for you about the podcast, but first, as you know, we got to have a really quick word from our sponsors. Season 1 has been a ton of fun and I've really enjoyed launching the Cypher Podcast and sharing it with you guys so far, but all good things must come to an end, so... I'm sharing with you today that I only have two episodes left of season one to give you. However, they're going to be good episodes because I'm focusing on Cypher's mission this week and next week. This week, I'm answering this question. What are the negative stereotypes around hip-hop and where did they come from? Cypher's mission is ultimately to get rid of the negative reputation that surrounds hip-hop and... To do that, I want to pick apart what some of those stereotypes are kind of at the surface level and then dig a little bit deeper and find out where they come from to add a little bit of context to them, you know? Next week, I want to talk all about the positive influences that hip-hop has on our society and how Cypher is going to prove that those positive influences are a lot stronger than the negative ones. So I'm really excited for the last two episodes of season one. And when season one ends, you know what that means. Season two is coming next. So stay tuned for season two. It's coming in May. I'm going to talk a lot about it while I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus between season one and season two, but I just want to get all my thoughts organized and come back with some really, really cool content for you guys. So I'm really excited about that. All right, back to the episode. Starting off with a few current events today, Lil Nas X, every Everybody knew this was coming. Nike filed a federal trademark infringement lawsuit. Had to make sure that I got every big word there. On Monday against Mischief, which is a company known for creating controversial and viral products. And on Sunday, it was confirmed that the shoes actually contained a drop of human blood inside the sole of the shoe. And that blood was actually drawn from members of the Mischief team. Okay, so not only is there blood in the shoes, but these sneakers are paired with Montero, which is uh, Call Me By Your Name. It's a new video and single by Lil Nas X. The music video is very different. In fact, I will say that the music video is very weird. I watched it once. I don't know if I'll probably ever watch it again, but it basically starts where Nas X is in the Garden of Eden, and then all of a sudden he's pole dancing and he's dancing all the way down this pole into what seems like it could be hell or or some type of landscape that um, kind of mirrors that. And then all of a sudden he's dancing on the devil. He's giving the devil a lap dance. And it's very, very different. It's very weird. I don't know if I agree with all of it. Um, but artistically, that's how he decided to, you know, present this song and this video to us. So there's a lot that I could say here. (laughs) I could really flesh out my whole opinion, but mostly I'm interested in your opinion. So please comment on the Instagram for this one. I'm super interested to see what you guys think. Um, I'm interested to see if you think this was a smart play by the rapper or if he was just desperate to get attention honestly you know trying something so insane that people can't not watch you know what I mean um and then the step in by Nike is interesting here too because 
I personally think it's actually a really good move by the company. They don't have anything to do with the shoe. They don't have anything to do with Mischief, which is the company that designed it and sold it. And they don't have anything to do with Lil Nas X, the sponsor. So they're completely removed. Mischief just repurposed an old Nike shoe and I guess got the rights to use it. But obviously Nike didn't know that there was going to be real blood in the shoe. And so they are suing because they don't want anything to do with this. Um... To put icing on the cake here, the shoe is called the Satan Shoe, and guess how many they made? 666 of them, so let that sink in. Needless to say, they sold out. Tell me your opinions in the Instagram comments. I'm excited to hear about it. Um, This week was the two-year anniversary of the death of Nipsey Hussle, so rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. He was shot in 2019 in L.A., And uh, this week, his longtime partner, Lauren London, penned a very emotional and heartfelt open letter to Nipsey on the anniversary day of his passing. It's very beautiful, and I encourage all fans of hip-hop and rap to Google it and read it. I think it's really important for the culture, just as Nipsey was and his legacy is. Finally, hip-hop is getting even more global than it was before. The Warner Music Group company Hip Hop DX has launched Hip Hop DX Asia this week with a focus on Greater China, Southeast Asia, South Korea, and Japan. Hip Hop DX Asia was created to, quote, drive the globalization of hip hop music from the region, showcasing talent and connecting fans. This was according to a press release announcing the news this week. You know, hip hop is already popular in these regions of Asia, but I think this is really big news because placing hip-hop brands in the region allows for more discovery of artists from these places. So we know there's talent all over the world, and I love that Hip Hop DX is searching for it outside of the U.S. with such a large presence. I'm going to keep tabs on this one for sure because the growth of hip-hop outside the U.S. is nowhere near as fast as it was when it was growing in the U.S. years ago, so I'm excited to see what's next, who's next, and where they head. Okay, those are our current events. Let's get into our topic this week. I want to start a little further back because before I first got interested in hip-hop, I had kind of the same mindset that I think a lot of people share, and that's the whole, I don't listen to hip-hop, I don't listen to rap, it's all about violence, money, sex, drugs, you know, the whole spiel, you've heard it before, right? That spiel, that is the problem. You know, there's this narrative, I think, that gets fed to us sometimes that suggests that, you know, hip-hop is inherently bad or it's all negative and only promotes bad things, you know, which is absolutely not true, and it's a totally dangerous narrative. I'll take it even one step further because I think it's this mentality that is more toxic than the music that people are actually referring to when they say, I don't listen to hip-hop. So, the stereotypes, what are they? That hip-hop promotes violence, that it's all about drugs and promoting drug use, that it's all about money and sex, and that rappers swear too much. I'm sure that there's many, many more, but in my opinion, these are just the ones that I always hear. You know, those that's kind of like uh, the greatest hits, if you will. Um, but those who subscribe to this have really fallen prey, in my opinion, to kind of that mainstream media message that promotes hip-hop in this way, you know? So I will say in recent years that I've seen very subtle shifts in the media where there is more light being shed on hip-hop and the artists trying to understand the genre and trying to understand, you know, what these artists are talking about. 
um, and all that kind of thing. But it's uh, not much, to be honest. And it, there could be a lot more of it. So that's kind of what we're trying to do with Cypher. And I think one reason why I think there's more light shed on it in recent years is due to the growing fight for equality, the awareness around it, and the social justice movement that we've seen grow tenfold recently. And, I mean, you know... This has been a problem in America for a very, very long time, but just in the past, you know, five, six, seven years with, you know, the 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 deaths that we've seen, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, countless others, I mean, uh, it's, it's tragic. And I think that with all this raised awareness, you know, hip-hop is being brought more into the fold. Um, I... Uh, I think that the stereotype of aggression and violence in hip-hop isn't just a stereotype about the musical genre. I really think that at its core, it's a reflection of the way our society perceives minorities, you know? And in hip-hop's case, it's, I'm mostly talking about black people and black communities in America. You know, I think that the way that hip-hop is perceived closely mirrors how black people are treated in this country, even still today in 2021, which is tragic. So, you know, what we have to understand is a little bit of cultural context behind this. You know, like, hip-hop was born in these lower-income communities, and it was created by minorities, and it's often misunderstood by those who don't know a lot about its history. I actually talk a lot about the birth of hip-hop in episode four, and I talk all about how it was started. So just a side note, if you're looking for more info on that, episode four is the place to go. Um, but this context of knowing about the history of the genre and where it comes from and how it started and who started it is so crucial to understanding why rappers talk about these particular themes in their songs. Because to people that don't understand on the surface, it's just, oh, killing and all this stuff or whatever. But to the artists that wrote it, it actually means a lot more uh, to them, you know, where they came from, how their grandparents grew up, how their parents grew up, how they grew up. So it's important to understand that before we we start passing any judgment, you know? Um, Hip-hop originated in the Bronx in the 1970s as an artistic means for black youth to express their own kind of discontent, you know, for the oppression of their own culture. You know, historically and currently, like I was saying, you know, parents and grandparents of these artists and them themselves, you know, um, it became a, like a really productive vehicle for social protest and an outlet to channel anger at their disadvantage. And their disadvantage was clear, so they had the total right to do this, you know? Um, and the disadvantage is still clear. We see that today with, you know, the social justice movement and all of the activity that we still see around that. So no wonder that people who come from these disadvantaged communities are mad about it. You know, they have the right to be. It's not always anger directed at anyone. Rather, it's a way for people to vent about it and express themselves and raise awareness about it, you know? So I also want to take a step back and say now the other side of things. Yes, violence and swearing are common in rap songs. To deny that completely would make me just as guilty as those who are saying that hip-hop is nothing but bad. Right. So I want to note that the genre and the music isn't perfect, but it's a lot more meaningful and a lot more powerful than people often know or give it credit for. You know, like I was saying, hip hop is truly a vehicle for a lot of people because it was created as a way to express themselves and express their situation. Um, and so I wanted to do a little bit of a shortened episode today and really talk about that topic and talk about my opinions around it, because next week what I'm going to do is focus on all of the 
positives that hip-hop gives the world, and we're going to see some of these themes come up again. So this week for me was really just about prefacing all of that and taking a little bit of time to really explore why people perceive hip-hop to be so bad. I think a lot of it stems from racism in our country, and now that could be controversial. A lot of people might not agree you know, but I think it's important to at least bring it into the fold, start these conversations, open up these dialogues and raise the awareness around it. Because without this, you know, we're never going to get closer to finding a solution for it. So with that said, I'm excited about next week and to talk about all the positive things that hip hop gives the world and how Cypher is going to try to highlight those and bring those to the forefront of the culture. But for now, let me know if you agree with what I was talking about today. I know it's a little bit of a shortened episode and the topic was a little bit more concise, but I really wanted to hone in on these few things and talk a little bit about the cultural context behind hip hop and, you know, indirectly relate this back to kind of the mission and the reason why I started Cypher was really just to try to get rid of these and understand it more and get to the bottom of, you know, why people think that it's always so negative because for someone like me or for a lot of people that love hip hop, it's really a, a, a way to, you know, um, express ourselves or, um, you know, uh, use it as a vehicle for positivity, you know, even though sometimes it's seen so negatively. So I'm excited to talk about the positives next week. Let me know if you agree with me this week. Hit me on the Instagram comments at Cypher Podcast. All right, here's my Cypher of the week. The song this week is called The Business Part Two featuring Ty Dolla Sign. The Business is actually an EDM song by Tiesto, and uh, Ty remixed it, and it sounds really cool with his voice on it. I love when Ty hops on songs like this. His features are always so awesome. It's almost like when you see feature Ty Dolla Sign, you know that it's Ty dollar sign feature whatever artist made the song sometimes he's just that musically talented and his like spacey vibe that he gives off is so cool so his sound is dope on this track definitely check it out the mixtape this week not an album mixtape of the week is clouds by nf nf's one of my favorite artists so i'm totally biased but if you know you know this project was dope as hell and if you are a hip-hop fan you must listen I think NF is such an incredible artist lyrically and just his attitude towards things is really cool to listen to him rap. The artist of the week this week is Royster59. He did a really cool live concert recently. He also did a Q&A right after the concert with fans. And this is just another innovation in hip-hop, similar to my uh, episode actually from last week or my most recent episode, whatever you want to call it, um, innovation in hip-hop. We were talking about new live shows and stuff like that. I even mentioned Royce's name. Well, this concert that he did, I actually attended. It was like a $20 ticket, and he had a huge stage, and, uh, you know, he could see everybody's uh, face, too, when he was performing. There was only a certain number of people let into the concert, and I had a camera also pointed on me, as did he, so he could see everybody watching it, and he was calling out our names, and he did a Q&A afterwards. It was really cool, and one of the coolest ways I've seen an artists engage fans in recent history, especially during COVID, you know, we got to get creative. So it was awesome. And I'm looking for more artists to do this. I would honestly buy a ticket to another event like that. I thought it was super cool. And I felt like I was in the same room as the artist. And Royce is one of my favorites. He's a Detroit legend. So I'm excited to see him doing stuff like this. All right, guys, that'll do it this week. Again, a little bit of a shortened episode, but I really wanted to focus in on that one topic because I think it's so integral to what Cypher's message is and what our mission is. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you next week for the season one finale. 
Peace.